Hi, Chris Valentin here. Welcome to my podcast, where I hope to inspire you to transform the world within you and transform the world around you. I hope you enjoy today's episode. Hi, and welcome to Cultural Catalyst. I'm Chris Valentin, your host. I'm here to teach you how to be fully alive, collab with God, and change the world. And I have my really good friend, Donna De Silva. Donna, welcome. So excited. Yeah, and Donna is, um, she's overseen our Sozo ministry, which we'll be talking to you about what that is in just a few minutes. I know that we met a long, long time ago. Actually, before I came on staff, I remember that I did a school, um, I did a prophetic school on weekends, and I think that you were in that school, if I remember correctly. In fact, you gave me a prophetic word, <laughs> and uh, that was that's kind of the, our introduction. And then later on, coming on to the, the team and you oversee all of the Sozo ministry. You're uh, you're a best-selling author. In fact, here's two of her books: Sozo Saved, Healed, and Delivered, right there. A Journey into Freedom with the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Danny wrote the forward on that. Wow. And this is uh, Shifting Atmospheres, her newest book, Discerning and Displacing the Spiritual Forces Around You. We're gonna have some conversations about this. It's gonna be really yes. fun. And so, thank you for coming, Donna. Yeah. Thank you for having me. I remember, though, in those meetings yes. when you took us around and you said, start prophesying. And my comment was, what if I'm wrong? Yeah. And you're like, oh, we'll just stone you. Yeah, <laughs> I remember that, too. That was my that was my go-to answer. <laughs> How long have you been at Bethel Church? Yeah, over 25 years. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, because I've been here 25, and you okay, were here so at least a year. Yeah. yeah. And, okay, so why don't we start with what is sozo? Because a lot of people ask that. So sozo is a Greek word that's, um, that is used in Scripture so many times. Mm-hmm. And I usually don't do the introduction to this, so I won't get it all right. But yeah. it is means to be saved, to be healed, to be delivered yes. in one package. It's a Greek word. It's a Greek word. Yeah. <laughs> it's a Greek word. So it's fun because we watch people with the Holy Spirit shows up. People get connected to Father God, Jesus, and Holy Spirit. And people actually get saved in their sozos at times. So it's fun. We get the demons off. We get the mm-hmm. truth in, and we get people set free. Is, are most of your sozo sessions are most of them deliverances? They're all deliver. They're, They're all- inner healing and deliverance. Got it. Okay. So depending on the churches, because we've crossed all denominational boundaries. Yeah. And depending on what, <laughs> yeah, depending on where language churches, matters, right? Language matters, <laughs> and so it's like we are the inner healing deliverance yeah. ministry, or yeah. we're the deliverance inner healing ministry. Yeah, yeah. that's so good. Uh, okay, 25 years ago, I think that it's been around 25 years that you've overseen this ministry. What got you started? How did you get started? And and just share a couple of stories about the early days. Well, what got me started years and years and years ago, Steve and I were in a little church. I would say it's a, like a one-room church, but there were little like offices, closets in the back. <laughs> and we took a lady in who needed healing and deliverance. And during the service, you kept hearing, I hate God. And she's throwing <laughs> things and, and they don't know, have a clue what to do. And Steve and I are getting shorter and shorter in the pews. And I told the Lord probably 40 years ago, I would do anything for him, but deliverance. Yeah. So that's how it all kind of started. And then we come to Bethel and we have this weird guy, Chris Valentin, that teaches on, um, prophetic. And I'm like, Oh, I get this. And then Benny oversaw us for a few Mm -hmm. years and yeah. So it just, it just became people just got free because where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And then the prophetic in it is so fun. So Sozo um, sits between different ministries because we have so many good inner healing deliverance ministries, but we follow the Holy spirit so much in the middle of our framework versus 
A, B, C, D. Yeah, and, um, not a formula. It's not a formula. Yeah. It's a pattern. Yeah, you have principles. That principles. Fall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but like don't do form- that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I remember that I was doing a deliverance with uh, w- one of the early students, and he brought his manual with him. Yeah. The, you know, the deliverance manual. And, and so we're working with this guy, and he's obviously what you call the second, right? Yeah. And he opens up the manual and he's like, well, the next thing we're supposed to do. And I'm like, oh, the demon's definitely going to be afraid of you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is so funny. We tell people, please don't bring your flow charts. Exactly. You know, when you go into a doctor's office, um, the doctor has that he's licensed to practice medicine. Yeah. yeah. You know, and you think that's not real encouraging. So if the doctor comes in and brings his you know, yeah. manual, I would just be like, or he's like, let's Google this. Yeah. Yeah. Like let's see where this <laughs> let's Google goes. your disease yeah. and see if there's a, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, online MD and see what they think yeah. about your disease. Yeah. That'd be no, a little scary. You. So yeah, that was early days. It was a lot of fun. Everybody was learning. Hey, uh, okay. So I have not heard your spiritual atmospheres. I, I I've seen it on, mm-hmm. I've seen pieces of it, little clips of it. Like when you chop it up and you put it on, on, uh, on your on your websites or you put it on your social pages, but I actually have not heard the whole message of shifting mm-hmm. atmospheres. I taught it four or five times at Bethel, probably more than that. So why don't we back up and just ask? Okay, so what do you mean by, uh, by shifting atmospheres? Mm-hmm. I, I see it right here. It's like so you're discerning spiritual forces. Just take me through mm-hmm. the basics of shifting atmospheres. Well, I think what is so important for people to understand is that discernment, I think, is one of the least used gifts in the church today. It's like I've been telling people for, what, 10 years now, 15 years, you've got to learn to discern, and you have to discern for yourself. And so um, we have to understand what's mine, Mm -hmm. what's not mine. And I look at... You mean like spiritually? Spiritually, what's mine and not mine, because... A lot of us don't have boundaries in the spirit realm, and mm-hmm. so we don't know what is ours, what is not ours, or we might know what is not ours, but we don't know how to cancel it. Yeah. And so um, I find a lot of times it's like a radio station. Yeah. There's broadcasts going on, and yeah. like God's talking all the time, and yeah. he's saying things like, God is good, and mm-hmm. I'm here, mm-hmm. and I love you, and I'm for you, and you can do this. And then the enemy's like, don't even try. You yeah, know? exactly. And people around you are like, don't even try. <laughs> And so I find that it's important that we understand Mm -hmm. what the broadcast is of the enemy, not so that we tune into it, but that we know what he's doing Yes. so we can discern how to shift and release the opposite into an area. That's really good. A lot of people, a lot of Christians would think, okay, when I receive Christ, the devil can't bother me. What would you say to that? I would say, you don't read much of the (laughs) scriptures, do you? (laughs) I would say absolutely not. I mean, the enemy is constantly going to go after you. He's Mm. the deceiver. He's the liar. And he's going to lie until you go home to be with Jesus. So are you going to believe his lies or are you going to believe God's truth? Yeah. uh, Revelation, book Revelation says that he... He actually accuse. He's called the accuser that accuses the brother day and night. <laughs> and then the question I ask people who say that is like, why do you need armor? Well, that's a good. Why point. do you need the armor of God if you're you're you're, you're impregnable right. without it? You know. Right. So okay, so now let's talk a little bit about shifting, actually shifting atmospheres. Um, I, I I've read enough of and watched enough that you're talking often not just about the individual person, mm-hmm. which we just talked about a little bit. Um, the, 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 the kingdom within you becomes the kingdom around you. And if you're struggling inside, 
it's going to manifest. But how about a region? Let's talk about a region. And, and I think it'd be really good if you shared a story so people yeah. could actually connect with like, what are you guys talking about? This sounds like new age or woohoo yeah. kind of stuff, right? Yeah, which is funny. I get um, accused of that new age, but you know, I'm so far away from new age because my mom was new age. Yeah, And so I'm like, no, we yeah. are not going there. Um, and so I can't even use language some people can use Yeah, because I, I just won't be on that line. But so the first... Shifting Atmospheres conference I ever did was in Delaware. And I had a pastor there that's like, I'll risk with you. Let's do this. Let's do a whole conference on this. And I get a call a week or so before, and he says, we need you when you come. We need you to break the spirit of suicide off of our region. And I'm like, okay, no risk at all, right? I mean, yeah. let's do it. It's going to work or it's not going to work, yeah. right? And why, why have a message that doesn't work? Yeah. So um, what we had found out is for about six weeks before we got there, they were having suicide packs. Yeah. And kids as young as fifth grade, so 11, wow. 12, were yeah. killing themselves. And then their friend would kill themselves. And it was in the church as yeah. well. And the school wouldn't let the the people go, the Christian church go on the play, go around yeah. and pray. So they would stand outside, but it wasn't breaking anything. So I said, okay, let's do this. So we went to Delaware and we taught the shifting atmospheres as an entire course. And the last thing we did is we got everyone in the area that was in our group to, to kind of like put their hands on the walls, yeah, you know, and just to release um, life. And before we had done that, we did second Chronicles seven, four, you know, that if my people who are called 14, yeah. who are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray, right? Seek my face, yeah. turn from their wicked ways. So the first thing we did is we we're like, you know, we repent if we've ever had harbored death in our, you know, yeah. in our tongue, in our speech, or like bitterness. Yeah. Because Raka, yeah. right? If you, you've heard it said, yeah. that if you commit murder, but I say, it's like there's something deep in there. And yeah. so we took care of that and it completely shifted. It just stopped off wow. of their region. And at the same time, my son, Corey, has a, actually has a song that breaks the spirit of suicide. Yeah. And he was there playing it as well. So that was really fun to do it as a family. But it was like, hey, this message works. Wow. Completely shifted. And you actually followed the statistics yeah. after that about that, that, that local region. Mm -hmm. And you watched the suicide Absolutely. rate. Absolutely. Gone. Up. Done. That's amazing. <laughs> I, I think people don't realize how bitterness, hatred, unforgiveness, suspicion, oh, just all those synonyms, right? How they actually, that's kind of like making deals with the devil, isn't mm -hmm. it? You're actually opening a door to your life. Speak a little bit into that. Well, that's why I love the Sozo ministry <laughs> yeah. and how it works with the shifting of atmospheres because it's like, the, it's the easiest way to shift an atmosphere is to know what is mine. Yeah. And if I'm whole inside, mm -hmm. the enemy has a whole lot less he can hook me with. Yeah. So if I'm carrying bitterness or envy or jealousy, he's going to go fishing and he's yeah. going to hook whatever he can. And so the more clean we are inside, the more we're like Jesus, the yeah. more we actually resemble him, the less the enemy can get to us. And I can walk out my door and know, oh, that's not my thought. And a lot of people spend so much time in their head because they're like, why did I have that horrible thought? Yeah. Oh, what a terrible person I am. Yeah. I was on a plane coming home from New York. <laughs> and I, this Jewish guy comes in. He's got his little hat on. He's got little ringlets. And I have this thought, what does he think he is? Who does he think he is that he could actually wear that on the plane? Now, I know I'm not prejudiced. So I instantly know, oh, I'm picking up anti-Semitism. And so I'm like, Oh, 
Thank you, Lord. So I just begin to to just bless the Jewish people quietly. Yeah. You know, no, I don't. I hear you. I'm not partnering with you. So I just bless our Jewish brethren, and you could feel the shift. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't quantitate it with other people. Yeah. But nothing erupted on the plane. There yeah. was no, nothing thrown at people. But yeah, you could feel it. And I, how do I know that? Because I I don't carry that in me. Yeah. Yeah. So when you're talking about you know uh, discerning what is yours. You're specifically saying, I, I think I'd just like to walk people through this. You're specifically saying, I, let's say I, I, I'm struggling with suicidal thoughts or I'm struggling with depression or I'm struggling with oh, whatever, whatever it could be. And you're asking yourself, like, is this my human spirit or my even my soul, right? Mm-hmm. Or is this an attack? Mm-hmm. Like if this is coming externally. Okay, so walk us through that. So how would you go about discerning what is what? And then what would you do about it if if I came to the conclusion, these are actually my problems, like these are actually my issues? Okay, Sozo. Yeah, there it is. We're <laughs> if it's talking, your we're issue, talking get a Sozo. Yeah, get a few of them. Um, no, honestly, I have this, this phrase called check yourself at the door. Okay. So in the morning I wake up, how do I feel? Okay, do I feel happy? Do I feel sad? Am I excited? What's going on in my life? Do I still believe God is true? Mm-hmm. Um, and then anything outside of what I know is that normal, when I go outside and I have a thought, it's not mine. Yeah. So the fight isn't in here. And yeah. so what I hear people is like, yeah. I can have the same picture as anyone else I'm walking around. If there's perversion going on, I'm yeah. having the same thoughts. Yeah. They're not mine. Yeah. So I don't, oh my gosh, why? I didn't know I was a pervert. What's going on with me? Yeah. I'm not fighting me. I'm just changing the channel. Mm-hmm. And so if you struggle with perversion, you're going to need freedom because you won't know it's not your thought. Yeah. And I teach. You've invited porn in your life. If you've invited it into your life, you, you got to repent. probably have a demonic spirit, but you also have a human. Mm-hmm. You also have a first heaven problem. Yes. Right. And you need to get healed of that yeah. and you need to repent. Right. And close some doors. So um, there's so many different ways to look at it. But what I find is people that get free return like the dog to their vomit, right? Because of what's being broadcast in the atmosphere and they don't know it's not them. And I tell parents, you know, if whenever I have a sexual dream, um, I know my kids are having that dream. Mm -hmm. They're having it maybe in a different Uh frame. And so I train my boys, you know, like this is not your thoughts. And let me help you with that. And, and you know, Corey did a stand-up routine um, one year about what it was like to live with a deliverance mom. Yeah. It was hilarious. But he would say they're sitting at the computer, and I'd call, hey, where are you at? I'm at the computer. Um, did you get your homework done? Yes. What about page 42? Mom, how do you know that? I did everything but page 42. And then I'd be like, where are you sitting again at the computer? What are you struggling to look at? Yeah. Mom, how do you do that? Every time I struggle with something pulling me towards pornography, you call me. <laughs> I'm like, it's because I'm a Holy I, Ghost mom. Yeah, I'm a Holy Ghost come mom. On. But I know it's in the atmosphere. Yeah. Right? That's my, so good. My younger boy would tell me, Mom, you know how you tell us when you catch us, you know, right before? Yeah. How about you tell us ahead of time? So oh, as he, point. towards the last few years of his high school, I would mm-hmm. knock on his door if I'd have a sexual dream. I would knock on his door and say, gear up. Yeah. And he was like, oh, thank God, Mom. <laughs> yeah. It's really good. You know, we are in a, I think, a pandemic of uh, suicide. Uh, yes. you know, I mean, I've never seen mm-hmm. anything like I'm 68 years old, and I'm like, I've never seen suicides like this. You've got kids killing themselves. You talked about a suicide pack when we opened this conversation. 
And, and, and I mean, it's not just, it's just, it's not just the kids that you would think, you know, the, the, in my day, it was, it was the kids that got strung out on drugs or the kid who was completely rejected. And you're like, Oh, there was, there was some pattern there that you're like, probably they needed to get some counseling, some, you know, maybe psychological help. But we got, we got everyday kids. We got adults. We got older people now, like just killing themselves. And it's, it's the number one killer among teenagers right now. It is really, really serious. How, how are you helping people deal with that right now? Well, I think we have to understand that the assault is worldwide. Yeah. I mean, who, who would have thunk it <laughs> yeah. that 2020 would have happened? Yeah. Who would have thought that the whole world could shut down in fear? Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so we we isolated. Uh-huh. We you know, we moved aside and when we when Steve and I would sit on the couch in 2020 and watch TV, there wasn't much clean we could watch, yeah. so we watched all Animal Kingdom or yeah. whatever. It was always the animal separated from the herd that got yeah. eaten. Yeah. And so the enemy's oh, like, we're going to isolate yeah. all of you so that you're alone, so that you don't have anyone t- checking on you. You're hopeless. Yep. You're in despair. Yep. There's no reason. There's no ho- nothing can make any sense of this. And that's what was released, not just fear, yeah, but hopelessness and dread. And this will never change. And that is what we're dealing with. It's It was a 100% assault yeah. worldwide. Yeah. Right. And so we have a worldwide <clears throat> broadcast that people keep buying into. And, you know, the answer is always going to be Jesus. Yeah. And yet we're seeing spirit filled Christians are committing suicide yeah. as well. Why? Because they're being separated from the herd. Yeah. So isolation is one of the prominent tools of the enemy. Right. And I, I think this is really, really important because I, I, I think it's still happening. Like, mm-hmm. Not not at the level it was during COVID, but if you look around about uh, in in churches and fellowships, at how many people still have yet to come back into any kind of fellowship, just watch online. I'm like, I think it's great. We have online church, of course, and we do all kinds of stuff online. We have online school, but we were created for relationship, and that, as you're pointing out, that relationship helps to keep us clean. It helps to keep us safe. It creates accountability. One can chase a thousand, two can chase ten thousand. So there's there's an exponential uh, uh, there's an ex- exponential dimension to warfare when you when you have other brothers and sisters around you. The protect what protects me helps to protect them. All of those things are are lacking in I think in culture right now. Very much so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I find myself watching church Sunday mornings mm-hmm. in my pajamas. Yeah. Right. My, my church is Sunday night, yeah. you know, yeah. at, at Bethel. But yeah. Sunday mornings, I'm in my pajamas. I really enjoy it. But there's no accountability. Yeah. You know, people can't see how I'm doing. Um, people aren't, you know, there to look you straight in the eyes and say, really? You don't look like you're doing that great. So, yeah. What's, what's one of your funnest stories? Tell us a couple of stories. You have hundreds of stories. I have so many stories. Yeah. So many stories. Um, in in what aspect do you? Well, want let's me talk to go about. From? Let's just talk about a sozo uh, deliverance first, and we okay. can we can all right. You can tell so us a couple of stories. One of here. my favorite stories in sozo is a man. I went again. It's one of these like make it or break it. So I I was preaching and teaching um, in a in a church, and I just kind of 
jokingly, we said, you know, the one thing you don't want me to know in a sozo, can you just tell me up front? Because I'll find it, but it'll go way faster if you just tell me. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, just don't hide it. And so the pastor comes in, sits down. He says, you know how you said this? And I'm like, sure. He goes, I've been in this cycle, um, you know, 40-year cycle of sexual addiction. And my church knows we've been working through it, and I do really well at times, and then I don't. He says, and I've, That was courageous. Yeah. And he said, I've decided that either you will get me free today in the sozo, or I will sign the resignation letter on my desk. So he's like going <laughs> to resign from ministry because yeah, he's so Because he's, I'm done. I'm done. Yeah. 40 year cycle of this. So I'm, you know, we know Sozo tools. Mm. We have the four doors. Yeah. One of the doors is sexual sin. So I'm like, okay, here we go. Name so, the four doors real quick. Okay. So the four doors is fear. Yeah. Hatred. Yeah. Sexual sin yeah. and the occult. And the occult. And okay. any issue you have can mm. be in those doors. Yeah. Somewhere. Okay. So I'm okay. We're going to go through sexual sin door. So I said, all right, here we go. Uh, brave, thank you. And my brain is thinking, you know, letter, desk. Yeah. And, okay, Jesus, where did this come in in my life? And he has a picture, and he's 12 years old. And he's hauling 50-pound sacks of feed. His dad has passed away, and he's the man of the house now. Now, my brain went to, oh, man of the house. But there was nothing with his mom's sexual or anything. Yeah. But he's in this picture, and... Okay, so now we flip into presenting Jesus, which is where were you, Jesus? Mm -hmm. You know, where's the witness to my trauma? And he starts to sob. He is sobbing. And he said, Jesus is shouldering the weight of the, the feed. And I'm walking and he's carrying it. And I've always thought I did that at 12 years old, that he could carry that and his self-determination. So he partnered with self-sufficiency, self-determination. Mm -hmm performance, perfectionism, all of those things, which didn't help him later. As a boy, yeah. Yeah, at to handle pornography. Yeah. So he's just losing it, and my brain's thinking, letter, desk, come on, you know, and he can feel my impatience. He goes, stop. You have no idea what this means to me. And I'm like, no. And he said, all my life, I've thought I could do it. Well, it didn't help him with this pornography issue. And yeah. the cycle of addiction is I'm doing great. I'm doing great. There's a trigger. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Nails. Ah. Oh, and then yeah. you sin. And then you're like, then there's the shame. And yeah. then there's like, ah, and then you're redeemed. And yeah. 40 years, 40 years. Yeah. So we sit back and he cleans up. Okay. And the next thing I have him repeat is Jesus. What in the heck does that have to do with sexual sin? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so like, let her desk, what are we doing? And yeah. he says, oh, I get it. He said, it was during that season when I found pornography in the barn. He says, and when I felt too little to do the job of the man on the farm, pornography made me feel like a man. Wow. And so he broke agreement with the spirits that he had agreed with that weren't helping him, which he thought yeah. were. And again, he's sobbing because he realizes, I get it because I'm doing well. And then someone will say, why did you preach it that way? And then his comment was, especially my wife. Yeah. Well, yeah, because mom, mm -hmm. right? And she would ask me, why did you say that? And then I'd be like, I don't know. I don't know. Did I do it right? Did I do? And he's not thinking this, but internally this is going on until yeah. he picks up pornography to ease the insecurity inside. Yeah, he's running from his pain. He's running from his pain and without knowing it. Yeah. Right? And he called me five years later and said, I've never struggled since. Wow. That's Not amazing. Because he, he sat back and he goes, oh, it's finally going to be a fair fight. Yeah. He said, because I know. He said, I know I can open that door, but I'm not going to open that door. Yes. 
Let's, uh, we have a few minutes. Let's speak to suicide because mm-hmm. I feel like I just have this sense that we're going to have several people on here that are struggling with that specific uh, challenge. Okay. Let's do an online so-so real quick. Well, let, let's 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 speak to mm-hmm. what could be going on mm-hmm. and give them some tools. And obviously, that this yeah. this book be super helpful. Um, so-so saved, healed, deliver a journey into freedom. Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. This would be great. But let's give them a little taste of uh, of, of uh, what it's going to look like, what this book is going to teach them. And if they actually sign up for a SOZO session at the Transformation Center, which, by the way, you can do that too. You can get online. You can get into the Transformation Center, and you can actually get help. You have several, several counselors that have been trained in this ministry, and literally, literally thousands of people go through our ministry every year, and they get they get healed, they get saved, they get they get free from all this demonic stuff. Let, let's just take them a little bit through it. Okay, let me first start with Mark five two through five with the demoniac. Okay, okay, because I just want to place this here. Let's do that. Um, so in that area in the NAS, he says he lived among the tombs, and he says that three times. He lived among the tombs, and then he was in the tombs day and night in the tombs, and he was living with the dead. Right. Okay. So he was living with the past. He was living with mm, trauma. Really insightful. And so what I feel like is going on is 2020 mm-hmm. released fear. Mm-hmm. And if you're still living among the tombs, mm-hmm. if you're still living among the loss, you're still living among the grief, you're still living among mm-hmm. you are you are not allowing life into the situation. You're living past present. You're living past present. And so the first thing I would do is I we'll get the Holy Spirit to show up here in a minute. <laughs> um, for me, I would renounce participation with the spirit of trauma. Got it. So, you know, you think like suicide's here, but there's something underneath yeah, that. Exactly. And with trauma, I would say, you know, and I would just do it with me. Just repeat after me. I break agreement with the spirit of trauma. I ask God to forgive me for living among the tombs, for continuing to live in what I lost, regret. what didn't happen with the regret, with um, like marriages and weddings and businesses and things that put on hold funerals. You know, we couldn't even have a funeral for a family member, but we can't stay there. We yeah. have to, we have to just let it go. And or so where they failed, maybe where they failed yeah. in the middle of it, we just yeah. let it go. So just break agreement with that mm-hmm. because that's from the accuser. Yes. That's not from Jesus. Yeah. And so, um, number one, just I, I just hand to you, God, mm-hmm. um, trauma. I yeah. hand to you the agreement I've had with sorrow, with um, regret, regret and failure, and isolation, rejection, any of those things with it. And I would say, in this um, Holy Spirit, would you? I don't know if you can, if this is a word, but detune my ears. Yeah. To the spirit of suicide. That's so good. That I would actually not pick up the broadcast of the enemy. That is worldwide. Mm-hmm. But I would actually come alive again. And mm-hmm. um, I just speak to anyone listening, anyone mm-hmm. watching, and I just say, come out from among the tombs. Yep. Come out, get off, get away so good. from those things. Yeah. Yeah. And then we, we speak life to these folks mm-hmm. right now that are dealing with suicide. I've been involved in so many of those with people, suicide packs. I've seen that so many times. And so, Lord, we we do we break agreement 
I also had this incident uh, myself, not with not me personally, but although I I was suicidal for a season, but where somebody made an agreement with suicide when they were in a high level of pain, mm-hmm. and they said their 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 kids were going through some stuff, and they said, well, if this ever gets too bad, I can just take my life, and and I said to to her, I said you you actually you actually made a pact with the enemy, Absolutely. and you found peace in death instead of peace and Holy Spirit. So Lord, we we do we break those kind of agreements too that we make sometimes by accident, not even realizing we're making deals with the devil. And we Lord and we we break uh we break hopelessness and we release life. And I pray that uh Philippians that the peace of God that surpasses all understanding would guard your heart and mind even as you're listening to Donna and I, even though this would be recorded, you probably would hear it much later. I feel like this will be timely for some of you, and that you're you're sitting by your your iPad or uh, some way that you're you're listening to this message, and you're the Lord's speaking directly to you. And so, Lord, we we Donna and I we do make agreement for this, and we make agreement for life and peace, and we pray God for a deep sense of fellowship that they would come into connection with the body so that they'd come in out of the weather, so to speak, and, and be safe. Mm-hmm. And we bless you in Jesus' name. Yeah. Donna, this has been a very exciting and intriguing interview. I really feel like a lot of people are going to connect with you. Uh, two things. One, how do they connect with your ministry? And the second one is how do they connect with the Transformation Center? Right. So DonnaDeSilva.com, my name will be spelled like it is on, yeah. on your website somewhere because it's spelled D-A-W-N-A differently. D A W N A. No. D E capital S I L V A. Donna yeah. Silva. Dot com. Dot com. And then Transformation Center is Bethel Transformation Center. Dot com or Transformation Center. Dot com, and you can find us. Yeah, you can probably get on Bethel. Dot com and find Transformation mm-hmm. Center there. Thank you so yeah. very much for being on here. Yeah. You're an amazing woman. You have made such a huge difference in my life, my kids' life, and uh, I love you so much. Mm-hmm. Thank you for having God bless you. Catch us next week. We're going to have an amazing guest on next week also. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast. To stay connected, you can sign up for my weekly newsletter at chrisvalentin.com forward slash subscribe. God bless you.